passed out. Oh, it's good to be home. I'll tell you that much. This is NBA Australia. How are you going? Hang on. It is NBA Australia. It's Monday, January 10, and I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes, whoever wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff. Finally back in Larry Armour Studios, in the home studio, bro, with all the gear. <laughs> Ah, and it feels good, I'll tell you that much. Uh, anyway, we're here giving you the lowdown on all the ins and outs of the NBA season while repping Australia. That's what we do, isn't it? Yes, it is. And we don't take things too seriously around here. We leave that for the nerds. Oh, man, basketball's really serious. No, basketball's a game. It's fun. Tell you what was fun this weekend. Jama Rant gave us one of the best blocks ever. Well, that was today, really. But anyway, the Bucks are a bit wobbly. The Jazz finally got hit by the Coco. Bol Bol got traded. Rock'em, sock'em, block'em, jock'em. Landau's crushing it. Josh Greeny Green has career highs in back-to-back games. And most importantly, Clay Thompson is back. Ah, exciting time. So I've got a weekend of games covered in uh, today's NBA Australia game wraps, along with some weekend winners and losers. Uh, this also covers last Friday's game because our last show was last Thursday. Uh, we've got a juicy, juicy slap, but that's not a knife. Oh, mate, no, mate. Spud of the night, better than Lonzo Ball. We've got Dickhead of the Weekend, which I believe is actually legend of the weekend. We've got some Yenars. We've got the, um, well, it's actually a huge array of Yenars. Listen to Yenars. So, whoo, chockers. Uh, we've got the unpopular opinion of the day. We've got our back takehouse. We were serving up a flame grill take. There's Australian Player Watch. It is absolutely brimming at the moment. And uh, we've got an Andrew Gay's Grey Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence, because why, buddy, the hell not? Uh, and we've got the game previews and picks for tomorrow, because guess what? We're back daily, I guess, as long as the Omi, Omicron Percy I ate. Just uh, we keep that at bay, you know what I'm saying? And we'll finish up with a brand new Delhi review, so let's get into it. Episode 732 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Mick K, and you'll listen to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack! Oh, you better. You better watch out for the Jarmorant attack. If you're Avery Bradley, how good was that? Loved it. Held double hand block. Out of nowhere, and the recover. Unbelievable. All right, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with a bit of a check-in uh, with uh, how everything's going. So, yeah, I'm back in the home studio, a bit excited, back from holidays. The crazy part is the squid's back in daycare. So it's kind of just one of those things where it's like fingers fucking crossed. Nobody gets the Omicron. No one gets that cocoa. Uh, so, yeah, we're back daily at the moment. <laughs> we'll see how we go. Daycare is just so fucking up and down at the moment in Victoria, as you can imagine. So uh, we're going to play it by ear, but it's just nice to be home. Because uh, I don't know if you noticed, the last couple of weeks, the holiday shows, I was recording through a uh, tiny little extra board that I've got 
rather than the big board at home. So hopefully this sounds a little bit nicer. It's a lot easier to put it together. It's not that much. So right, let's start actually the show with the daily. I believe it's called. Oh, Jimmy, is it a bit of a whip around? Ah, it's a whip around. See the yeah the sound effect. Kawaii. <laughs> So there's a report over the weekend from Chris Haynes out there uh, on the front lines reporting that uh, Kawhi is ahead of schedule in his rehab from a torn ACL and they reckon he'll be back this season. Oh, that feels pretty good, doesn't it? Oh, not bad. Pretty excited about that. Other news is there's going to be daily testing now for the uh, NBA players who are non-boosted. So uh, does that mean Kyrie gets tested three times a day? (laughs) Don't have one, don't have two, don't have three. Well, you're getting three fucking tests, you idiot. Love it. Uh, Dylan Brooks. Memphis Grizzlies uh, wing hurt his ankle. Bit of a left ankle sprain. Three to five weeks, they reckon. Jeez. So he'll be uh, back after the All-Star break, which is gnarly. So they beat the Clippers on, was it Sunday, our time. And, uh, yeah, he came off. Bit sore. Boom. Three to five weeks. Tough scene. We have a trade. Bowl, bowl. Oh, yeah. Give me the bowl, bowl. Bol Bol, he's off to Detroit in exchange for Rodney Magruder and a second rounder, uh, which is actually via Brooklyn. So that's a uh, very low second rounder, as you can imagine. Uh, but I love this, Bol Bol, I don't know, out there hanging out in Detroit. He's like, wow, man. So I moved from Denver. Now I'm in Michigan. How did I get colder? <laughs> uh, other news. up. Oh, there was a minute there last week. Uh, Brad Nooley was part of the... Rondo trade, right? And I did get a flood of questions. Jimmy, does that mean he's going to play for the Knicks? No. Uh, but it was fun to see Brad Nooley's name pop up because it was his rights uh, that had been flipped around a couple of times. I think it was the Hawks. It ends up with the Lakers, and the Lakers end up throwing it in the Rondo trade because that's what you have to do sometimes. You can't just give a dude to another team. you got to get something in return, whether it be rights to uh, overseas players, etc., cash, uh, unlikely second-rounders, etc. Uh, so Brad Nooley was uh, thrown in the Rondo trade, which is pretty gnarly, along with uh, Wang Jilin and uh, Dan Zell, who was immediately cut. So pretty crazy stuff. Good to see Nooley up there. Other news, Boogie! He was dropped the other day by the Bucks. They cut him, and it looks like he's being picked up by the Nugs. You love that. That's why Bol Bol got shipped off, because they brought in Boogie! Boogie and Joker. Now give me just like a CBS sitcom. Boogie and the Joker. You know? Just... Coming this fall on CBS. One's a rough and rowdy Serbian and the other one is a rough and rowdy just dude named Boogie. <laughs> Let's see what crazy shenanigans they get up to next. I love it. I kind of love that he was in Milwaukee, but I can't believe they got rid of him. Uh, but at the same time, I can. Because a bunch of their dudes were coming back. Then they lost a bunch of their dudes. And suddenly center wasn't a big problem for them anymore. But anyway, Isaiah Thomas, speaking of which, it doesn't look like the Mavs are going to bring him back on another 10-day contract, which stinks. Uh, But also, look, this is one of those things in my brain where they go, ah, Isaiah Thomas, the little guy. You know I love him. You know I love him. What I don't love are old NBA players who are campaigning, oh, man, I should be on a team, bro. I'm just working hard all the time. And then teams try them and they go, oh, yeah, you're not very good, though, are you? Like, Jamal Crawford still reckons he should be on a team. I've got some news for Jamal Crawford. Jamal, you shouldn't be on a team. <laughs> Holy moly. Same with Isaiah Thomas. Like, I feel like if uh, 
you can't stick with the Lakers or the Mavs in this sort of COVID-afflicted time. I'm not convinced you're going to get in a shot, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, anyway, it kind of stinks. But obviously, the big news from the weekend uh, was that, I don't know, the Celtics are kicking around the Ben Simmons trade still, maybe. I love this when you get those fake insiders. Oh, yeah, the Celtics are thinking about trading Jason Tatum for Ben Simmons. No, they're not. Shut up. Uh, but there is some interesting sumo news. Uh, Darren Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, the Kings are kind of like, yeah, fuck it, we'll trade either of them, both of them. We don't care. Unfortunately, the Sixers are like, well, the thing is, we like Halliburton. We don't really want Fox, so we need another team to make this all work. We like Halliburton. We like his skill set. But at the same time, we're not fucking training Ben Simmons for Tyrese Halliburton. So it does sort of seem like there's a lot of work to be done there, doesn't it? Ugh, gross. Get Dame involved in fucking freeing him from the uh, clutches of this horrible, horrible Portland season. Anyway, and the uh, final, final, final happy bit of news. Clay Thompson. 941 days, 31 months. Number 11, Clay Thompson is back. The Splash Brothers. More like the Smash Brothers, am I right? Out there crushing it. You love to see it. Clay came back today. It was awesome. We'll talk about that in these uh, Game Raps and Weekend Winners. So let's bloody well get to it with the NBA Australia Game Raps. Game Raps, 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 that's right. Going back to Friday, you might remember Evan Fournier tearing the Celtics a new one to the tune of 41 points. Hilariously enough, I think I made the joke on Thursday's show that Evan Fournier only plays well against Boston. Boom, 41 points. But of course, this game will be also remembered for the RJ Barrett game-winning, banked-in, buzzer-beating three, which was incredible. And Boston shitting the bed and blowing a 24-point lead. Absolute scenes there in New York. You love it. Oh, but Jimmy Boston turned around and beat him the next, like the next time in Boston. So yeah. But Fournier didn't play in that one. <laughs> Noted Celtic killer. The Pelicans outlasted the Warriors 101-96. Spindles went off in that one, 32-11-6. That's a man's game. Wigo was crushing it, but not much else going right for the Warriors. Detroit got killed by the Grizzlies, 111-88. Gross! Jar was awesome, that 22-9-6. And the Clippers got belted by Phoenix, 106-89. This was a fun game for a lot of it. Even though watching the Clippers isn't really fun, but like watching the Suns is... So watching this Suns game, you're like, well, this is great. And Cam Johnson, I think, had a new career high. He had 24. He was smashing everything in. And, uh, yeah, the Clippers just kind of stink. We'll talk about that later. Saturday, the Sixers beat the shit out of the Spurs, 119-100. The reuniting of Matty T. Aussie Matty T and his big buddy, block him, sock him, rock him, jock him, Landale. Oh, big cock jock. 31-12-7 for Embiid. Philly schmockered him. Uh, the Bucks kicked the shit out of the Nets, 121-109. Uh, rough one for Patty. Say that much. Uh, but Giannis was crushing it. KD and Harden couldn't quite get him going. Nobody else in Brooklyn did anything, so Milwaukee win that one easily. Toronto beat the crap out of Utah. What? 122-108 because Fred Van Vliet may have just had a secret kid we don't know about. He is tearing it up. We'll talk about him later. What a game. What a game. Uh, Chicago outlasted Washington 131-22. Dallas. It feels like Washington and Chicago have played eight times this season. Uh, Dallas, they beat Houston 131-06. Because they're a good basketball team in Houston. Checks notes are not. Yes. Uh, Minnesota kicked the crap out of the Thunder. 135-105. D'Lo at 27-12. That's assists. Hmm. He actually passed the ball on that one. Sacramento got beaten by the Denver Nuggets in Denver. 121-111. 33-10-7 for the Joker. Yeesh. 
Uh, Malik Monk jumped in 29 points as the Lakers beat the Hawks, 134-118. LeBron James at 32-8-9. And Portland got uh, shellacerated on their own home court by the Cleveland Cleveland Cavaliers, 114-101. Darius, Judy Garland at 26-6. He smashed it. Yesterday, Memphis, they beat the Clippers, 123-108. Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr., what a weekend for him. 26 points, he crushed it. Charlotte beat the Millie Walkades. Not our gonkin for the good land if you're getting beaten by Charlotte, 114-106, despite Giannis having 43-12-3. Yeesh. Orlando couldn't beat Detroit. Gross. Gary Harris had 28 points, just as his uh, namesake, Nathan Gary Lyon, couldn't bowl the Aussies to victory. What an absolute cliffhanger the was it fourth test was. Jesus. Get one wicket. Anyway, that was 97-92. Trey Lyles at 16-13. Indy beat the Jazz 125-113. What is that about, I ask you? Well, the Jazz on the road and without half their players. <laughs> That'll do it. The Suvlaki King, Demata Sabonis, also had 42 points. He was awesome. Boston, as mentioned, beat the shit out of the Knicks 99-75. Jalen Brown had his first career triple-double, 22-11-11. That's pretty gnarly. And Miami, Phoenix on a back-to-back. No, sorry, they weren't on a back-to-back. They just got their asses handed to the Miami 123-100. Beat the Suns in Arizona. Because there goes my hero, Tyler Hero. 33. And then today, Brooklyn outlasted the Spurs in overtime. 121-119. The game winner coming from... KD? Question mark? Harden? Question mark? Patty Mills? Question, no, Cam Thomas. Sure. 26-12 and 12 for Harden. 19-12 and 12 for Dejunte. First win in Brooklyn for ages for the Nets. Uh, the Clippers, they beat the Hawks, Kakar, 106-93. Now, that might not seem notable, but Amir Coffey led the team, and uh, the Hawks suck. So, it's like the Clippers, Spider-Man meme, Clippers and Atlanta pointing at each other. You stink. No, you stink. No, they both stink. Washington outlasted Orlando, 102-100. Kuzma at 22, and 20, 22 rebounds and 27 points. It was insane. Orlando made a... Uh, Bit of a fist of it. Washington held on. New Orleans, they lost in Toronto, 105-100. Van Vliet again goes 8 of 17 from 3 in this one. 32 points. Siakam has learned how to play basketball again. 29 and 10 for him. Minnesota kicked the shit out of Houston, 141-123. Cat had 40. The Nuggets beat OKC, 99-95 in a wildly entertaining game. Gids did a bit of everything. SGA couldn't get it going, and that's why OKC lost. Mm, that's good tanking. Chicago lost in Dallas, 113-99. This was close, and then the Mavs got green. That's right, Josh Green! Woo! Back-to-back greedy career highs. He went absolutely bloody spare. And uh, actually turned that game around for Dallas. Suddenly, they were just on fire. Brings a little bit of defensive intensity, and uh, hasn't missed... I think he's missed three of about 18 shots in the last two games, so... Not bad, bro. Not bad. And Luca was good. <laughs> so were the rest of the maps. Even without the extreme zinger meal. The extreme zinger meal. Anyway, uh, then the big one. Clay. He was back. Oh, I'll tell you what. If you didn't get chills, if you weren't stoked, you've got a heart of fucking stone, bro. Because Clay, not only does he have like 100% approval rating, basically, to come back after two and a half years, doing a knee, doing an Achilles, like an Achilles and a knee, like what the fuck? To come back. And play as well as he did was insane. He's suddenly dunking on folks. He looks awesome. Hitting threes. He hit the first bucket of the game for the Warriors. They win 96-82 over Cleveland. Cleveland! Uh, a bit of a tough one for the Cows. Working news. Sacramento got beaten by Portland, who didn't have any of their starting three guards. Dame, CJ, or... No! Pal. 
and still beat Sacramento. That's how bad the Kings are. 103-88. Anthony Simons is going absolutely ham at the moment, and I'm loving it. Mostly it's because his name is Anthony, and it just reminds me, you know, happily of Anthony Penny Hardaway, and I'm fine with that. (laughs) I make no bones about it. I'm not going to lie to you. I think he's awesome. He had 31. He was awesome. It was great. And then, of course, well, he also smashed in a bunch. He went 7-11 from downtown. Love me some Anthony Simon. And then, of course, the Lakers. The Lakers. The Lakers stink. They really, really kind of do sometimes, don't they? And they did today against the Grizzlies, uh, 127-119. It wasn't even that close until a late run. So, whoo, boy. That's right. The Lakers, they do stink. Let's do some weekend winners and losers, though. Oh, my God. I won. I won. Ah! Recapping our day's top story, the winner of today's state lottery is... Me, Ken Ken Brockman. Can we get a shot of me? There you go. There you go, the actual weekend winners. Tell you what, Ja Morant, he is uh, a weekend winner because not only are the Grizzlies absolutely smashing at the moment, he's also getting a bit of help because Jaron Jackson Jr. has finally gone, oh, yeah, man, I should do some rebounds, eh? (laughs) 21 and 12 for him in this one today against the Lakers with six blocks. Still couldn't stroke a three, went one of five, but at the same time, Triple J is just on one at the moment, and Ja is kind of like, you know what, this is a lot fucking easier when this guy's playing well. He had 26 and eight in the last game. Still can't hit a three to save his fucking life, Jaron Jackson Jr., but Ja is just opening up, and then, of course, the double-handed block means that Ja is easily going to romp it into an all-star position. And everybody, when they talk about Zion on Ja, I think we're now at the point where we can pretty handily say, yeah, Jazz is a better player. Like, what the fuck? He's incredible. And because the other weekend winner of the Grizz, they've won nine straight, and now they're without Dylan Brooks. They're just sitting here cruising along, absolutely smashing teams, and beating all the good ones too. They're beating the Cavs, the Lakers, the Nets, the Spurs, the Suns. It's awesome, and uh, I'm here for it because, A, love me some Memphis Grizzlies, B, love me some Ja Morant, and I just reckon, C, they're fun. They're unheralded, and it's really cool when unheralded teams go in, kick some ass, take some names, and they're 28 and 14. So they're the fourth best team in the West at the moment, but they're only two games back of the Yaz, who without a bunch of their dudes, and uh, look, could be primed for a bit of slippage, I'm just saying. So we'll see how Memphis go without Dylan Brooks, but usually they'd sort of land on the loser list because they lost Dylan Brooks, but we've seen all year, all this Grizzlies team does is persevere in the uh, face of adversity. And it's awesome. Give me some more Grizz. Detroit are a weekend winner. But Jimmy, man. But Jimmy. But Jimmy. Detroit stink, bro. They're 8 and 30. They're fucking shithouse, man. Tell you what. They're winners because now they got Bol Bol. Now, what they should do is, considering that Cleveland, that's right, Cleveland, Cleveland, just cut him, why would you not go and sign Taco Fall! Let's do it! Let's get a couple of the big fellas out there. A bit of Bowl Bowl and a bit of Taco Fall. How are you going to do anything against both of them if they played together? Seriously, just stand him in the middle of the court next to each other, put their arms out, you can't even run past them. That's like 88% of the court fucking width right there between the two of them with their arms out. That is all. Do it, you cowards, Detroit. What else are you going to do? <laughs> Nothing. Get me some Taco. Get me some Bowl. Off you go. 
Shit, yeah. The Bulls are weekend winners. Look, they lost today, but uh, they had been winning a nine-game winning streak. They're doing good stuff. Uh, we've seen that, obviously, Dem- uh, DeRozan there has been super clutch, putting it all together. Did uh, miss a couple of uh, vaguely important free throws there today in uh, Dallas. I'm just saying, still holding out hope about my uh, DeMar's not clutch, but... I mean, he's only hit multiple game winners this year, so shut up, Jimmy. But the Bulls are awesome. They're still at number one in the uh, East. They're 26 and 11. They're cruiser rating, and they look good. It's one of those things where they beat the Wiz, as I mentioned. They sort of just did it with kind of ease, none of that stress. And it sort of came in like the back of a bunch of close games that they've just managed to pull out of their ass, obviously. You will remember, uh, you know, the. Was it the Pacers game and then the Wiz game, right? Where DeMar just saved their asses. They've played some close ones, but shit. Today they just came up a little bit short, but goddamn, they're good. Lance, Lance, make him dance. is another weekend winner because it looks like he's going to stick for the rest of the year with Indy. Love that because I think I tweeted out last week. Indy, look, Lance and Indy, they go together like, I don't know, steak and mustard, a saucy and bread, <laughs> ice cream and cones. You know, the good cones. Uh, but the thing is, Lance Stevens should, should never play for another basketball team ever. He had another career high the other day against the Jazz. 14 assists. That's a career high for him. He had 16 and 14. That was incredible. Uh, so basically, another great game off the bench for Lance. Keep him going. Indy, what are you doing? They're also weekend winners because they needed that big win over Utah. That snapped a six-game losing streak because Indy is shit. Don't get it wrong. They're shit. Lance Lance make him dance makes him interesting. If not, also still shit. But still, they're now interesting. Throw them out there with Carrots, Suva, Miles Turner. We'll see what happens. Love it. Let's go, Indy. Lance, Lance, make them dance. Toronto are obviously big weekend winners because talk about getting healthy at just the right time. A, they're not playing in front of anybody at home, which is awesome because it's basically back in the bubble. Pretty chill. They're smashing it. They won six on the trot. They beat the Clips, the Knicks, the Spurs, the Bucks, the Yaz, and the Pals, which is pretty good. And mostly it's because Fred Van Vliet's smashing it like he's got a new kid and Siakam's remembered how to play and the simple fact that they're actually healthy, which is kind of cool. And if you're a Raptors fan, you're going to be sitting there going, see, this is our team the entire time, which might be true. And it's also scary if you're in the East. Charlotte, a weekend winners. Big wins over Detroit and then the Bucks. But this is the thing with Charlotte. They do this where they'll go, oh, cool, well, we beat these with these guys. What do you reckon? And it's like, yeah, that's fine. Can you do it more than, like, two or three games in a row? They're like, yeah, I don't know about that, boss. Yeah. Because they have this specific team that sort of lose three, win three, lose two, win two, lose one, win one, win one, lose two, lose one, win one, whatever. But now most of their dudes are back. Uh, Terry Rose shooting the shit out of it. Let's see what they can do. But either way, it's a big win over the Bucks. Lamelo was awesome. And I don't think I really hit on it against the, in that game against Detroit, the uh, Hornets, where Kelly Oubre, he had nine threes. He had eight of them in the quarter, which is like a record. So, not bloody bad. The Nuggets, big wins over the Kings and Thunder. Somehow, Joker is still in the MVP conversation, and there's still somehow two games over 500. That is insane. Absolutely insane. This is just a testament to how good Joker is, I think. Like, he's out there playing with Aaron Air Gordon and nobody else. <laughs> Like, it's gnarly. He's got Monty Mar- He's got Austin Rivers. And, yeah, they're only sneaking out wins over OKC and the uh, Kings and stuff. But at the same time, you can only beat who's in front of you. And uh, they're doing good. Jermichael Green, 
Well, the thrill, Barton. It's just a scrappy team, and when you've got a centerpiece like Joker dropping 33, 10, and 7s everywhere, it makes life a little bit easier. The Wolves, great bit of the schedule for them. Four straight wins uh, over the Clippers, the Thunder twice, and the Rockets. <laughs> ah, but you'll take it. Uh, Cats in a groove. Delo's okay. Vanderbilt had 21 and 19 today. He and Delo got a nice little bit of a. Uh, Bit of chemistry, which is kind of cool. But the Wolves, they kind of needed that because their season was slipping away. So they've righted the ship a little bit. Philly, they're cruising along. Their weekend winners. They've won six on the trot. Good win over the Spurs after they took care of Orlando last week. Embiid is smashing it. Six straight games with 30-plus points. Talk about an MVP run. Embiid is right there. Right there. The Nets, their weekend winners. But Jimmy, bro, they lost to Milwaukee in the game that mattered. Yeah, look, it was their first home win since December 16, though, against the uh, Spurs today. And also, in my experience of having six years worth of fucking season tickets to see the Nets in person, they never beat the Spurs at home. So, that was good. They did blow a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter, uh, but they won because Cam Thomas is cool as shit and hit the game winner. And he said after the game, he's like, I told Kevin, in the game. So, he gave it to me, and I said, I'll do it. <laughs> That's fucking cool as shit. Cam Thomas rules. Dallas, what a weekend winner they are. Six straight wins for them. Three against very quality teams as well. Nugs, Warriors, Bulls. So they're beating the best team in the East in the Bulls and the best team in the West in the Warriors in the last week. No zinger, as mentioned. No extreme zinger meal. Extreme zinger meal. No hassles. And uh, this is one of those things, like you have those conversations, you know, it's like, oh, Jimmy, what do you think about this? And you're like, well, these things. And I was asked over the Christmas break, Jimmy, who are the best five teams in the West? I'm like, fuck. Well, the top four are easy. You go Golden State, Phoenix. Then you go Utah and Memphis. And then it's just dealer's choice. And my answer was Dallas because, look, if they get on a run, they've just got quality dudes. And if Zinger and Luka can work together, who knows? Maybe they don't even need the Zinger. <laughs> That's where we're at the moment. But uh, they're hard to get a read on, but they had a good weekend because Josh Green! Greeny. He's another weekend winner because Jason Kidd goes into the COVID protocols. Bang! Greeny gets loose. Is out there tearing it the fuck up. As I said, carving it up like your old man, the Christmas ham, three weeks later. <laughs> Dad, put that away. What are you doing? It's a bit gross now. Nah, it's still good. All right. Uh, but Josh Green, back-to-back career highs. He was amazing. And, of course, the last two weekend winners, us and Warriors fans, we're all just happy to have Clay back, aren't we? Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second in the year now. And, of course, Jock Landale. Not only did he get to hang out with Matty T and Patty, his boomer buddies, he got engaged. Oh, clap it up. Oh, rock em, sock em. Yeah, it's just nice, isn't it? Just nice getting engaged. All right, what about weekend losers? We're not losers. No, you two are winners, big winners. When I grow up, I want to marry a big winner like you guys. Shut up. Loser. 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 Right, this is a weird weekend, losers, because <clears throat> it's a sort of time in the year where it's not quite the doldrums and we're still dealing with a lot of COVID. So a lot of these results are very topsy-turvy at the moment. But the Clippers, look, they're 20 and 21. They're officially, they were at officially, they can surprise teams, but also they're more probably going to stink kind of status at the moment, right? Like, because up until, so they lose Paul George 
and they sort of still kept on swinging, and now it's kind of just going, oh, wait a minute. A mere coffee is out here leading us to wins. <laughs> Holy shit. It's getting uh, pretty dire. Mook Morris is out there as our best player. Reggie Jackson is like our best player. I don't know. Is it Zoobs? And you're like, none of these are good questions. So, yeah, the Clippers are definitely weekend losers. And, uh, look, they get that win over the Hawks. But that's only because, uh, I mean, they lost to the Suns and the Grizzlies and the Wolves in the three games prior. And it's really only because the Hawks are the next bunch of weekend losers. They're the team that just lost to the Clippers. They've lost eight of their last 11. And uh, your man, Trey Young, he's uh, not happy. He's like, yeah, look, I'm not the happiest man in the world right now because, like, we just aren't playing well. It's like, yes, no shit, Trey. <laughs> I mean, 8 of 11 is not good, but they are, look, they were just beset with COVID outs, obviously. And then they copped a bunch of injuries. Bogdan is at least back, which is kind of neat. But Cam Reddish has just hurt his ankle. Clint Capella was already out with an ankle. And they just kind of feel like a bit of a mess. This is my thing. Nate McMillan. Are we sure we shouldn't just fire him now? <laughs> because Nate McMillan's great for an interim. When he's in charge for the long haul, who knows what's going to happen. Just saying. Uh, but no, Atlanta, look, the thing is, We've talked about this all year. Too many dudes, and then they lost too many dudes, and they had no dudes. And they got some of their dudes back. They looked pretty good for a second, and then they lost some more dudes to some more injuries, some more COVID. And it just feels like the year from hell for Atlanta, right? Like, just the snake bit year. There's always one team that cops it, and it does feel to feel like Atlanta and the Knicks, who, of course, played each other in the playoffs last year, are, like, basically trading snake bites. <laughs> and not the good snake bites in the pub. Okay, see, a weekend losers, but at the same time, they're winners. So this is one of those classic, oh, man, oh, they've lost four straight. It's not good. Defenses are just keying in on show-rated Gilgis Alexander and the giddy boy and uh, making sure that Dorton, Moose, and Baisley beat you. Yeah, at the same time, this is great tanking. It, like, we've brought this up plenty of times on this here program. Tanking when you're not really tanking, is actually pretty fun. It's like, we've got a young squad. They try hard. They're in most of these games, and then they just lose down the stretch. That's perfect tanking, because then you might get a top-tier talent in the draft, and away you go. Pair him up with Giddy, with SGA, with Dort, and you might actually have a bit of a squad. They're just a little bit too undercooked and a bit raw at the moment. You know that. I mean, they were even sort of... They were just getting a little bit too close to the playing tournament for uh, Sam Presti to be happy, so... That's some good tanking. Portland are a mess. They won that game today when they had absolutely no business. Uh, but that's also more so that, I mean, the Kings are just a horrifying, like, horror show of shitness, you know? Because they are. They are just unbelievably bad. The Trailblazers out there starting a lineup of Nasir Little, Robert Covington, Thrift Shop Ben McLemore, Anthony Simons, and News of Nurkicello. I mean... Their bench is just a murderer's row of a nobody. And uh, they stink and they won. It's ama- Like, that's how bad the Kings are. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, Lord. So, yeah. Uh, but Portland, look, they won that. Now, no Dame for the next six games on this big seven-game road trip for them. Uh, no CJ at the moment. Now, no Norm. Pal, he's in the COVID protocols. I mean, Portland, they're just staring down the barrel, but they don't have a GM. Like, this is the problem. You fire your GM because he's made a horrible bunch of decisions 
And now you've got nobody to make the big decisions that need to be made probably right now. So they've really fucked that one. Spring which the Kings! <laughs> They're weekend losers because they stink. They stink. They've lost four on the trot. They've lost to the Lakers, the Hawks, the Nugs, and the Blazers. And uh, they're just not good. They're just bad. Like, really bad. So, they've got to trade. They very feel, very much feels like they're about to trade everybody. And here we are. <clears throat> so, they better hurry up. Orlando, they've lost nine straight. They've stopped punking teams as well. Similar vibes to uh, the Clippers, right? Like, it's like, oh, we're going to surprise you and play pretty hard. And now they're not. Like, they smartly lost to Detroit, which is mm, good tanking. But otherwise, they just are uh, not great. Milwaukee, they cut Boogie. Boo! But also, despite them beating the Nets, it's all just a bit of a mess at the moment because they've lost three of their last four. They don't have Giroud, Grayson Allen, or Patty C, or George Hill because of the uh, COVID protocols. So, a bit of a rough one for the Milwaukee Bucks at the moment. And the same goes for the Yaz, right? Like, the Jazz, they were waiting for the COVID boot to drop, and bang, it dropped. Uh, obviously, Jingles... Uh, out in the COVID protocols. Then Rudy Gobert, the bloke who started it all. <laughs> Watch me touch these microphones. Rudy Gay, Elijah Hughes, and uh, yeah, Utah in a bit of struggle down at the moment. Uh, the Cavs, uh, they got the emotional Clay Thompson steamroller today, which was not very pleasant, I can imagine. Uh, poor Cavs, but they do get to play the Kings next, so it might be all right. But they've, uh, look, they beat the Blazers the other day pretty handily. They lose to the Warriors by scoring 82 points today. Bit weird, bit gross, but. Tough, tough way to finish the weekend for the Cavs. And then the classics, Boston and the Lakers. Boston, look, yeah, they held the Knicks to 75. But look, when you blow a 24-point lead and let Evan Fournier drop 41 points up on you, I mean, you're still a weekend lunar, aren't you? Like, they just get torn apart every time by Evan Fournier at MSG. It's crazy. I would love to see a play-in game between the Celtics and the Knicks and MSG, though. Say that much. And the Lakers. That's right. After a big four-game winning streak over Portland, Minnesota, Sacramento, and Atlanta, they got fucking straight killed by the Grizzlies today. So he got straight killed. And uh, only made it close there at the end after the Grizz gave up. So, yeah, weekend losers. Right. Uh, let's do... Let's because I guess the Lakers stink. The Lakers stink. Thank you, Stephen A. Right. Uh, the NBA Australia pre performances of the weekend. <laughs> That's a knife. That's a knife. We had a few crackers, didn't we? we had uh, Fred Van Vliet of the Fighting Van Vliet dropping his first ever triple double, the 37, 10, and 10. You had Evan against the Celtics. Fournier, absolute fucking monster. 10 threes, 15 to 25 from the floor, 41 points. Amazing scenes. Carl Anthony Towns today as well had 40 points, 9 rebounds. Luca had a triple double, 22, 14, and 14 against Chicago today. Pretty, uh, pretty chill. I love it. It's like they finally realize that Josh Green... Gee, what do we need to put around Luka Doncic, man? Do we need athletic 3 and D dudes? Yeah. And you know what Reggie Bullock isn't? A 3 and D dude. Play Josh Green, you cowards. Uh, but of course, with all that said, after a big weekend, Joker dropping 33 11s and 7s all over the place and Bede with his 31 and 12... Clay Thompson. He's going to get the NBA Australia Pro performance of the night because he came back. He had 17 points in 20 minutes and got a standing ovation. All he did was come in, kick some ass, take some names, and then fuck off with an entire crowd of people cheering him. And everybody was happy. It was awesome. Like, Steph had 28 in that game today. You barely would have noticed. Darius Garland stunk it up. But 17 points for Clay on 18 shots in 20 minutes. It was unreal. I loved it. You loved it. 
the dunk that he had on a couple of calves. Ah, it was immense. I loved it. It was great to have him back. So the performance of the night is the two and a half years worth of rehab and coming back and mental fortitude that Clay Thompson has shown to get back out there on the court today. So great job, Clay. Love it. Spuds of the weekend, though. Spud, 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 who went 0 of 7 from the floor in his 26 minutes? Davis Bertans, hello! With his stupid arm speed, at least went 2 of 4. <laughs> so Rahul, guess what? Worse than David Davis Bertans. Uh, Cole Anthony was ice cold today. Actually, most of the Magic were ice cold as well. Cole goes 4 of 17. Chuma Okeke goes 3 of 12. 3 of 11 for Mo Bamba. And they just kind of stink. They stink. They just kind of stink. Like... There was kind of like a fun moment there where you're like, hooray, the magic are kind of... Oh, no, now they're not fun anymore. Uh, who else we got for the weekend? Spuds. We had Brandon Boston Jr. for the Clippers today. 0 of 6. Brutal. Jordan Nawara went 1 of 11 yesterday against Charlotte. The Anthony Melton against the Clippers went 2 of 12. T-Man went 4 of 13. I'll tell you what, the Squid got a He-Man book for, his, uh, for Christmas, which is also his birthday, so... Tell you what, that's a shit ton of presents in our house at the moment. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. It's just like, here's some more books. More books. More books. Anyway, uh, the He-Man one was awesome because now I just get to read the He-Man book every night and I'm like, I would fucking happily read this myself because <laughs> this is sick. Uh, T-Man, 4 of 13, smash over the clips. 6 of 19 for Julius Randle against the Celtics. I'm about to talk about that in a second. Patty Thrills, 1 of 8 against the Bucks. Not great. SGA today, 2 of 14. <clears throat> Not ideal. Giddy was doing a lot of work. SGA wasn't helping him out. Jordan Clarkson. This is an interesting one. So we all know Spud of the Night. Usually it's where I'm like, yeah, look, bunch of rough shooting, just sort of shit at the bed a bit. Jordan Clarkson at 18 points. He did it on 7 of 15 shooting against Indy. But if you watch that game, you're like, Jordan Clarkson is playing for the Indiana Pacers, right? Because he is just not playing defense. He is just horrible. Donnie Mitchell's yelling. He was a minus 30. A minus 30, Jordan Clarkson. Unbelievable. But uh, the spuds of the night have to actually have to go to the Los Angeles Lakers starters, not named LeBron James. The Lakers stink! So LeBron had 35-9-7. He shot 14 of 19. That's pretty good. Every other starter combined (laughs) went... Eight, oh God, eight of 37. That's that's what they combined to shoot. Eight of 37, Stanley Johnson, Rusty Westbrook, Avery Bradley, and Malik Monk. That is unbelievable. They went three of nine combined. Oh, sorry, three of 10 combined. LeBron went three of four from downtown. And uh, they ended up with 22 points between them, and LeBron had 35. So... If you're wondering why the Lakers lost to the Grizzlies, <laughs> it's right there. 3 of 13 for Monk, 2 of 10 for Bradley, 2 of 12 for Rusty, and Stanley went 1 of 4. Unbelievable. Spuds everywhere. Spuds as far as the eye can see. But the good news is, Anthony Davis, who definitely isn't the worst jump shooter in the NBA this year, oh, yes he is, is warming up again. Happy days with a big knee brace. Uh, who was old mate? No mates on the weekend, though. 
Who is better than Lonzo Ball? Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you're gonna get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. A couple of undrafted rookies, uh, or young dudes rather. The first one, Omer Yetzirun of the Miami Heat. So there's a reason why the Heat beat the Suns. A lot of it was, there goes my Tyler Hero. Jimmy Butler crushing it. 16 rebounds, 8 assists, 7 points and 2 steals from uh, Yurtseven though. Undrafted rookie. He is smashing it. And uh, Amir Coffey, also undrafted back in 2019. 21 points, equal career high. He went 8 of 12 from the floor and 5 of 8 from 3 and they beat the Hawks. The Clippers had no business winning that game. They smashed him, and it was all because of Amir Coffey. you love to see it. Lonzo's actually back now as well, which is kind of nice. Uh, didn't have much of an impact in that Dallas game today. What was it, like 9 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 steals, but he was a minus 18 in his 32 minutes. So there you go. Yurtseven and Amir Coffey, better than Lonzo Ball. And then finally, Dickhead of the Weekend. Dickhead of the week! And, uh, I mean, Novak Djokovic, obviously, always a bit of a dickhead. But uh, we're going to give this Legend of the Week and uh, Draymond for tweaking his calf just a little bit in the warm-up, seemingly, uh, before the clay day comeback. And got out there on the court while injured, basically just to be there with his best buddy, Clay. It was fucking awesome. Because not only does it show how awesome and loved Clay is, it just shows you how much appreciate, uh, how much he's appreciated by dudes like Draymond, and how far Draymond will go to show that appreciation. So, what was it? Seven seconds he was out there, gave the foul, and then hopped off the court. So, bit of a legendary move from Draymond, and also Clay is such a legend. Dudes like Draymond will do that. So fucking nice. All right, let's do some yeah nahs right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. Let's do some yeah nahs. They're brought to you by thedailyliquor.com from East Ninth Brewing. If you're in Melbourne, <clears throat> tell you what, it's bloody warm. Pretty nice outside at the moment. So if you're going to go buy some booze and you're in Melbourne, I mean, don't go to the bottle oh, Don't go to the pub. Just get the booze brought to you. Rona free. No Omicron. From thedailyliquor.com. Bring the bottle oh to you. And uh, they've got all the amazing wines, beers, and cocktails you'll need. Go check it out, thedailyliquor.com. And if you're banging the code STRAYER, you get a free six-pack of the Dos Blocos XPA on your mate Jimmy. How good is that? You'll love it. It's a good drinking beer, I'll tell you that much. Uh, so this is for the Melbourne metro area with same-day delivery if you order before noon. So go get around the dailyliquor.com right now. Bang in that code, Australia. Get a sixer, get a bottle of wine, whatever you need. And get a sixer on your mate Jimmy. Right, yeah, nah, so I've got a bunch of listener ones this week. Uh, well, today. I mean, that's what happens when you have a busy weekend, isn't it? Uh, Luke Fregona, Jimmy, got two for you today. FIBA Fournier and FIBA versus the Celtics is officially must-see TV. Yeah, nah, fuck yes. So the way Fournier goes against his old teams when he was on the Celtics trying to smash the Orlando Magic men against the uh, Nuggets. Remember, he played for the Nuggets a long time ago. But the way he crushinated the Celtics and became like an instant MSG favorite in the like uh, the season opener 
And then to do it just the other day again, to the tune of 10 made threes and 41 points, was absolutely fucking insane. And it was hilarious how the Knicks completely fell apart in their next game against Boston in Boston because Fournier didn't play. So FIBA Fournier and FIBA versus the Celtics Fournier is like 100% like a point of viewing. And as I said earlier, all I want now is like a play-in game. No matter how like the fucking seeding figures out or whatever that gets the Celtics in MSG. So I guess that would have to be the Knicks somehow getting to the seven seed. Or the eight seed. Yeah, there you go. Maybe they make it to the eight seed and uh, the Celtics make it to the nine seed and they end up getting through to play each other in a winner-takes-all match and watching fucking Evan Fournier drop 60 on the Celtics. Be great. Uh, and the next one up from Luke is, the Celtics actually look a bit fucked, Jimmy. Do they even make the play in this season? The log jam between 6 and 12 in the East is setting up to get pretty spicy. Yeah, nah, yes. This is a great one. I think they do make it because I think just the talent between Brown and Tatum, uh, the long-tailed COVID that it's probably dealt with, uh, the ins and outs of the season so far, I just kind of think the Celtics have enough talent to at least sort of make it into the play-in. But you're right. Like, 6 through 12 is crazy. So it's legitimately insane because I think three of the Raptors, the Hornets, the Wiz, the Celtics, the Knicks, the Hawks, and the Pacers won't make it. And my guess, I do kind of feel like the Cavs, for as good as they've been, I feel like they'll fall back to the pack as well. So 6 through 12, the 6 does include the Cavs now. And I think they'll get a little bit more, they'll slip a little bit further back into this morass. I mean, just too many injuries, right? Like losing Rubio, losing the sex man. You can only sort of paper it over with Rondo to a degree. So I just think like the Pacers, the Hawks, the Knicks, the Wiz, the Celtics, the Hornets, the Raps, for three of those to miss even the playing tournament is crazy. So, but you look at those teams and I think the Celtics probably have a little bit more than the Wiz, the Pacers, the Hawks, maybe even the Knicks so far this season. So I reckon they maybe just sneak in. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they're a nine seed, you know what I'm saying? Dan Drosher, yeah, nah, Van Vliet making an all-star run. Yeah, nah, fuck yeah. This is uh, this was an easy one because he's just dropped his first career triple-double against Utah the other day, and he's had 30-plus points in six of his last eight. I think the question should be more, does Fred Van Vliet have a new secret kid we don't know about? Because holy shit, Van Vliet is tearing it up, and it's awesome if you're a Raptors fan. Also, I just love me a bit of Van Vliet, so that's great. And uh, Dan Drosh's second one, yeah, nah, the world's a better place with Clay out there balling. Yeah, nah, of course. Yeah, fuck yes. As I said, you're not going to find too many people in the NBA with, like, such a high approval rating. Like, people are like, oh, well, fuck Steph and these stupid puby beard, and he's just a little dork. Those are probably my exact words. <laughs> but, like, nobody hates Clay. He's just too fucking just chill and cool. And it got me thinking the other day, hey, what has Ben Simmons ever done that makes you think he's cool? You know? Because I'd argue it's fucking nothing. Like, what? Like he spent pretty much his entire life trying to be cool, trying to be American, like, displaying approximately zero fucking personality, you know what I'm saying? And I think I was thinking about this in relation to Clay because it did feel like Clay was a bit of a blank slate for a long time. But then we sort of got to know him a little bit and you're like, this guy is cooler and shit. He's funnier in hell. And he just seems like a fucking great hang. Whereas Simmons is just kind of like, nothing, you know? 
Anyway. Uh, Jez Oz, this is a great one. So this is one that we missed on Thursday's show because it was kind of breaking as it was all happening. Uh, hey, Big Nuts, how the, how's the Wizards announces Kevin Porter Jr. comment? Fuck me, what a clown. I'm not buying it for a millisecond. He was referencing some dude that played 10 games a billion years ago. Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. This was really fucking strange. So he knows when to pull the trigger just like his dad, and his dad was killed when he was four. It seems very much like the Wizards commentator had his Kevin Porter seniors mixed up, and it made zero sense that you're a professional fucking like basketball caller and you don't understand that the dude who played in the 70s isn't actually <laughs> the father of Kevin Porter Jr. Like, that was unbelievable. So it feels like just a weird, shitty, fucking mix-up. But, yeah, I think it was completely warranted that uh, he was uh, sort of dragged for that because it was fucked. So good one by Jez. Brad McGagan, Jimmy, this one might be a bit more of an Outback Takeout, but, yeah, nah, should an NBA team buy the NBL? So they have a surplus of backup players and a spot to stash their guys while keeping the rest of the league's mitts off them. Yeah, nah, I kind of love it. And it's kind of weird that like a uh, one of these billionaires hasn't just gone, wait, how much does it cost me to buy, like, I don't know, the entire league, you know, of new just NZ NBL or M- was it NZ, the NBL 1 or whatever the fuck, the- NBL 1, NBL one of the Euro leagues, maybe the UK, basically because it's a pretty short flight. Maybe Canada's like fucking actual domestic league. Maybe Mexico's domestic league, and just sort of setting it up as their very own G League. But I think with the NBL, it's not a bad idea because you've at least got a pretty like high quality of player. That if you do get a pinch, like it's a pretty good talent pool to drag from, and uh, <laughs> I kind of like it. It's not bad. I wonder. That's the thing, like, you always do see the uh, asking prices of, uh, you know, NBL franchises and whatnot, and you do have to wonder what Larry would sell the actual league for, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like he wants to make his money, then he doesn't have to worry about all the stress of it all. Uh, but yeah, that's fucking great. That's a good one, bro. Uh, they should do that. Uh, unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I really... Julius Randall is a coward for apologising. <laughs> if only because I argue that Knicks fans would have fucking loved him more if he'd stuck to his guns and gone, yeah, don't fucking boom it, you dickheads. You're not out here. Also, Julius Randle, Knicks fans would appreciate it more rather than if the way you apologised was not by fucking writing a big long Instagram comment but actually going out there and playing like you fucking played last year, you numbskull. I mean, what is going... Seriously. He's been that bad this year. No wonder Knicks fans are going to boo him because he's, like, had this outlier season last year and then he's just turned straight back into Pelicans and Julius Randle this year. A, it's pretty funny. B, you got to lean into the New York side of this thing, Julius. you got to give it the fucking New York attitude. Ah, go fuck yourself. Like, a lot of that vibes. You tried it. And then you shit the bed and you went and apologized. You fucked it, Julius. You fucked it. Just saying. And uh, finally, a bit of Outback Takehouse. It's Monday. And Outback, you know what that means? Well, while we're down in Lawn, we picked up an echidna. And I'll tell you what, you chuck that over the top of a uh, spit and boom, your appetizers are all taken care of. That's right. 
They've got their own built-in little wooden stick bits. Off you go. Your little serving sticks, how good is that? That's right, spit at echidna, only at Outback. And today's Flame Grill take is, Jar Morant and Desmond Bain is a top four backcourt in the NBA. And they're not fourth, only at Outback. I tell you what, I'm on board with this. Hey, we did see an echidna twice in Lawn, one at the house and one down the down near the beach. There was a fucking snake down near the beach. That was insane. I've never seen a snake when there's people around at a fucking beach. Uh just sort of cruising. <laughs> it's funny as hell. Anyway. The squid's like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, yeah, what's a snake? And he's like, ah. Oh, shit. Ah, <laughs> uh, but in terms of the outback takehouse, in terms of like the best backcourts, I mean Kyrie and Harden don't play. You got no Ben Simmons. Uh, it's probably going to be CP3 and Booker. Uh, you're probably going to have, I don't know, Chicago with like a bit of Alonzo, Levine, DeRozan, sort of some weird combo. There's not a giant amount of other great backcourts that you can say are better than Memphis's at the moment. So, fuck yeah. Like, Big Booty Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler would be pretty good, but neither of them can stay on the court long enough for us to see it properly. And, uh, yeah. I kind of love it. <laughs> Let's go. But uh, now that the Splash Brothers are back together, that might change. But we'll see how we go. All right, let's take a quick break. Be back with Australian Player Watch right after you. This one. Uh... This is Shane Hill, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, Australian Player Watch today. Oh, Paddy Thrills, Paddy Mills. Look, you knew that the uh, the drop was going to happen a little bit, right? Because he had such a torrid run of shooting that the, uh, you know, the reversion to the mean is always going to hurt a little bit, and it happened for a couple of games there. So, I mean, this came after his, what, 0 of 6 game against Memphis last week. He went 1 of 8 against Milwaukee, 1 of 6 from downtown. 3.3 rebounds, 2 assists, and 2 steals. But then, look, against his old team, the San Antonio Banderas Spurs... He had 13 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, and 2 blocks. That is a career-high equaling. 2 blocks for Patty Mills. That is unbelievable. Tell you what, loves blocking a shot against his old team, does Patty? That's great. 5 of 15 shooting, though. 3 of 12 from downtown. Not ideal with the shooting numbers, but look, he'll come good. So he's had a bit of a rough one with the uh, last 4 games where he's gone, I believe, 8 of 35, (laughs) which is not great. And uh, what's that? Six of 29 from three. So, But this came off the back of an amazing shooting run that basically lasted most of a month. So, you know, it was always going to happen. So anyway, uh, Jingle still in the COVID protocols. Aussie Matty T came back from the COVID protocols and smashed it. He was perfect from the floor against Jock and the Spurs uh, the other day for the Sixers. 12 points in 33 minutes. Five of five he shot. One of which came from the uh, three, one of one. And one one at the line. That's a beautiful game. 12 points, two rebounds, one assist, two steals. Aussie Matty 2, smashing it. But how is Josh Green? Who's Josh Green? Josh Green out here smashing it back-to-back career-high games. In the win versus the Rockets uh, at the end of last week, 25 minutes, 17 points, 6 of 7 from the floor, one one at the three-point line, four of five free throws, five rebounds, two assists, and two steals. He was absolutely everywhere. 
causing plenty of havoc and doing great shit. Not only that, he topped it. He topped it in 22 minutes against the Bulls today. Turned the game around. Came out, dropped 18 points, shot 8 of 10 from the floor. 1 of 1 at the 3-point line. 1 of 1 at the free throw line. 6 rebounds and 1 assist. What an absolute legend. How's that? Back-to-back career-high games. Jason Kidd, absolute moron. <laughs> Just play more Josh Green. Uh, in the loss to Denver, Josh Giddy had 11 points, 7 rebounds, 8 assists, and a steal today. 4 of 10 from the floor, 3 of 5 from downtown, though. And he had 10, 5, and 5 on the weekend against Minnesota. Uh, went 3 of 6 from the floor, 4 of 4 at the line. But the thing is, he's also 8 of 16 from 3 in his last four games. So, not bloody bad, bro, not bloody bad. And jock him, lock him, rock him, sock him, block him, jock him, Landale. Oh, big cock jock and lost to Philly up against his buddy Matisse. He played 17 minutes. He had eight points, two rebounds, and two blocks. That's right. Rock him, sock him, block him, jock him, Landau. Two of five from three, three of seven from the floor. Jock doing a bit of everything. And then the loss to Brooklyn up against his old marker, Patty. Some beautiful photos after that as well. 17 minutes for Jock. Crushed it. 10 points, three rebounds, five assists. Hello, career high. And one turnover. He went 2-2 or two from the uh, downtown and 4-6 or six from the floor. Jock has uh, very clearly carved out that 17-minute big man off the bench roll for Pop. You love it. And he's uh, delivering. And it's fucking awesome. So good shit, Jock. Good shit, Gids. Good shit, Greeny. On your Matty. And uh, Patty's shooting will come around. <laughs> It'd be nice if Simo decided to fucking play this year, eh? Anyway, $10 million in uh, fines. How's that feel? All right, let's do an Andrew Gay's Great Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of... I believe it's called... Excellence. Andrew Gay's Great Mumber! Uh, this is a really quick one today. Suvlaki King, Demata Sabonis. Talk about excellence. He went 18 to 22 from the floor in that 42 point game. It's career high for him. Three or four from downtown with his six rebounds, three assists, and stealing a block. But I think the uh, outstanding achievement in the field of excellence, Fred Van Vliet. I think it's got to be Fred Van Vliet because all he's been doing of late, as I mentioned, is kicking ass, taking names. And today he had 32, four and four. He shot 11 of 27. He went 8 of 17 from 3. Before that, obviously, against Utah, he had his first career triple-double. 37, 10, and 10. 12 of 22 from the floor in that one. 4 of 12 from 3. 9 of 9 at the line. Absolutely bloody, bloody crushed it. The vibe, though, is he's dropped 32, 37, 19, 33, 35, 31. 27, 31 in his last run of games. So that's some uh, outstanding achievement in the field of excellence, if you ask me. All right, Patty Mills, game day baller, game day Twitter check-in. I mentioned this one earlier. Congrats to Jock Landale, got engaged. Uh, so Rock'em Sock'em Block'em Jock'em Landale's uh, Insta has been a couple of photos of uh, he and the missus and the engagement and uh, being able to refer to each other as fiancé. But the best part was, I mean, that's also backed up with some photos of him and Matty T and Patty, and they did some hugs. Great photo. I love that because you got Jock in the awesome City Edition Spurs jersey. The white with the teal and the uh, uh, the aqua, right? And, uh, yeah, what is it? Yeah. The awesome 
Fiesta kind of white jerseys. And then you've got Patty in the blues, which are beautiful. I got my blue one in the mail. Finally, I'm going to post a photo of that because I'm a bit stoked. It's fucking good. Right, let's do some game previews. But yeah, go check out Jock's IG. It's always a great entertaining one. And uh, the fact that he got engaged, awesome. Congrats, Jock. Right, game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How's it all going? Oh, look, being home is pretty great because you're down in Lawn and you're hearing these, uh, you know, numbers of folks being around with uh, Coco. Fucking half the shops are shut because no one's got any staff. Everybody's out there testing. There's no test to be had. Our oven stopped working, so we just went, fuck it, came home a day early. <laughs> um, but, yeah, otherwise it was great. Had my parents down for the weekend and stuff as well. Fucking good times. The squid loved it. And, uh, yeah, now I'm good. I'm happy to be back. The thing is, like, it's, you get back to Melbourne, you're like, well, there's cocoa everywhere here as well. So tread carefully. Don't know if I want to go to the pub. Just get some beers from the dailyliquor.com. Go sit in the park and get shit first. Right. Uh, <laughs> good one. Uh, we did an amazing job on the picks from uh, last Thursday. We went 20 of 29 that we nailed. So obviously only the first four were against the spread for Friday's games and everything else. Saturday, Sunday, Monday was uh, head-to-head, but 2029 is pretty bloody good, I'm just saying. So for the season, we are now at 338 of 585, so doing pretty bloody good, I'm just saying. Uh, right, tomorrow's games, we have Milwaukee against Charlotte. Will Milwaukee bounce back from their loss to Charlotte? I say yes. <laughs> That's why I've got their minus one and a half. I just think the Bucks look, they're too good of a team to lose to a team like Charlotte twice in a row. I'm going to take the Bucks. I think we get another Giannis just smack down. As long as Middleton... Look, he, Middleton and Porters combined to just like score all their points last game. I think they can do that again. But if they get a little bit more of a uh, contribution from the bench, the Bucks can run away with something. So, yeah, give me the Bucks. Utah, they go to Detroit. I think the Jazz will win this, even uh, you know decimated by the Coco. I think they'll win, but Detroit will cover. Like, Detroit have been horrible. But I think they'll cover this one because it's 11.5 points. So give me the Detroit plus 11.5. Boston, they host the Indiana Pacers. Uh, I think this is a good get-right game for the Celtics. I just don't know who on Indy is going to check the Celtics. So Tatum and Brown should absolutely smash this. So give me Boston minus 6.5. San Antonio, they play the Knicks at MSG. San Antonio desperately need a win. They have, however, also been in New York for an extra day. Uh, but I think the plus six and a half, I think this will be a close one regardless. I'll take the Spurs plus six and a half. They might win this one outright, so give me the Spurs. Philly, they go to Houston. Embiid against <laughs> Christian Wood. What's ScoMo's got for passing the buck? Uh, minus nine and a half for the Sixers. I'll take that. I think they've got too many weapons. They'll, like This should be a pretty fun game. Like Houston at home against a team like Philly, whose uh, attention, I guess, can wander. Yeah, it could be a bit rough, but I'll still think Philly will take care of it. So minus nine and a half for the Sixers. Cleveland, they go to Sacramento. And the Cavs are three and a half point favorites on the road in Sacramento. And I'm going to take it because the Kings are a mess. Fuck them. Uh, and finally, Brooklyn go to Portland. They'll have Kyrie. They're ten and a half point favorites. Portland on a back-to-back. Give me the Nets, even if they're traveling on a back-to-back as well. I think I'm going to take the Nets. That's a long, long way to go, though, isn't it? LA to Portland. Uh, LA. What am I talking about? New York to Portland. Jesus. But 10 and a half points. Kyrie back. Give me the Nets. There you go. That's it. That's a big episode. Jesus. It was a big weekend. I'll tell you that much. 
Uh, but either way, cheers for listening. Good to be back. Tell you that much. Back daily. That's what we're here for, you know. So in the meantime, make sure you're following us on the old Twitter, Face EIG. We're all over the socials. Check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. Oh, God. Today's show's a little bit late because I was stuck there watching the end of that goddamn Chargers Raiders game. So, yeah. NFL Australia this week is going to be a belter. Uh, check out Adam with World Wrestling Australia. It's got some fun news about that coming up. Check out uh, it over on YouTube. Follow FWCIE on Twitter. Uh, get around NBAstraya.com slash shop, buy your merch. Get your mer- now that I'm home, I can send the merch out again. So, order up. Uh, check us a rating review on your podcast app. Check out manscaped.com. Use the code Australia and get 20% off from free shipping there. TheDailyLicker.com. Get a free sixer with the code Australia. And knowable. Download that from your app store. Get 20% off with the code Australia too. Get smart today. Big thanks go to from Oslo for the intro and outro song, but their new band House Hats. Go check them out. Uh, big thanks go to Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinator, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all in Bandcamp. Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify, however you follow along with your bands. Do that, would you? NBA Australia supports Australian bands. So should you. And we're going to close out today's show with a brand new deli review of Cobra Kai. Love it. Exciting times. All right, we'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later, Hosanna. It's your old mate Deli over here. Just chilling out. Trying my hardest not to get that old COVID, eh? That cocoa, the spicy cough. Because it's a bit fucked, mate. Like, we got a bit of an extra holiday over the Chrissy break and shit because, like, the NBL's like, oh, guess what? Everyone's a bit fucked and, like, we're going to have to cancel games and shit. And it's like, fuck, we better not get stuck in Tassie, eh? Because that'd be fucked, mate. So, but we got an extra week off. It's a bit sick, so... Me, well, the thing is, I don't want to get sick, so I'm moving the missus and the squid just sort of hung out and shit. So, oh, maybe I'll go see my mum and dad in Miraburra, see if they've got any of the fucking rats. I go up there and fucking my best mate Plugger from high school, guess what? He's got all the fucking rats you need, bro. He's like, oh, Deli, bro, do you want some rats? And I'm like, fucking, oh, what a rats, man. You talking about the little ones that are fucking running around going squeak, squeak, and he's like, nah, you dickhead, fucking the rats, where you know if you've got the cocoa and shit. And I'm like... Oh, they're called rats. Oh, yeah, cool. So I've got a fucking box of them because Plug Art reckons they fell off the back of a truck, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> nice one. Anyway, so while we're up there, just a bit of downtime, chilling out, not doing much, I flipped on the old Netflix and shit, and I'm like, oh, fuck, watch out, Danielson, yeah, Cobra Kai, fucking Billy, fucking yes, Billy Zabka. Oh, I fucking love Billy Zabka. He's a mad dog. Anyway, but I fucking... Johnny Lawrence is, like, one of my favourite characters of all time. You know that. And so is Daniel San. Like, they're the fucking best. So, Cobra Kai, Susan 4, smashed it all out one sitting. The missus, she was not impressed. She's like, what the fuck is this, mate? And I'm like, oh, it's like fucking... You know what Cobra Kai is. It's like the fucking thing from the Karate Kid and shit. And so, season 4, look, no spoils or nothing. But what it does, it does continue to flip... The good guys, you never know who they're going to be and who they are on the inside kind of vibe, you know. And same goes to the bad guys. It's all about perspective, and it's awesome. I fucking love Miguel. 
I love the new kid. I fucking loved it all. It's a great season. I love the character they brought back. It was just fucking gnarly, man. So go check out the new season of Cobra Kai. It gets oozy. Like 87 out of 10 Delhi ones. It was that good. Because there's like a bunch of episodes it keeps me. I might go watch it again right now. That's how fucking good it was. So go check it out. Cobra Kai, season four. It's on your Netflix. Go check it out. I'll come talk to you like maybe next week or whatever. Like, I've got nothing else to do at the moment. Fucking Coco. Jesus. All right, till then. Later, fuckers. Dolly out.